Welcome, ladies, gents, and otherwise amazing people to another episode of the Coolest Guys You Know podcast. I'm the guy with the beard and glasses, Alex Begley. Alongside me, as always, is the guy with the mustache, Jack Hefflinger. Jack, what are we doing today? Well, uh, today we have a special challenge for each other. Um, We are going to be writing a screenplay in 48 hours. Uh, And if one of us doesn't finish... We owe the other one our paycheck. <laughs> one of us doesn't finish. Yes, if one of us doesn't finish, we owe that other person the pay, our paycheck. Whole paycheck. <clears throat> so we better finish. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to be homeless, I guess. I don't know. It'll be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Embarrassed and homeless. Embarrassed and homeless. Well, this is awkward. Um, <laughs> and so we are going to be pulling out uh, kind of the elements of our screenplay. Yeah, to get started. Yeah. Give us a basic structure going into things um so should we start pulling yeah pulling uh, the, we're gonna uh, start off with things for each other yeah we're gonna start off with narrative structure so we have three different kinds there's the linear structure which is your typical you know follow through the sequence of events in the order that they happen so we're gonna throw that in here we have non-linear which is just anything but linear whoa <laughs> And then we have viewpoint. What is this full job? Sorry. Then we have viewpoint, which is uh, specifically from the eyes of the main character or the protagonist. Um, it's through their eyes that you view the story. So those are the three structures we're going with. Uh, we're going to each pull one. Um, for this one, we're going to leave all three in there for each pull. Um, we, both of us could have the same exact narrative um, the rest we will take whatever we pull out for the next person. Um, you want to go first, Jack? I will go first. Um, oh boy, already making a real spectacle out of uh, that well, empty I, bowl. I, <laughs> Did you silence me? I just turned it. That was a little loud for me. It was a little, <laughs> little, little, little too much. Viewpoint. God. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Yay. Yay. He gets right Oppenheimer. Ooh. I mean, I do like how. <laughs> okay. Throw it in there. What is this full job? Jeez. Hey, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me fix this, Jack. Jeez. All right. Made a real spectacle out of them to pull Yeah. I got nonlinear. Mm. We both got uh, anything some but fun the normal. Stuff. Yep. Honestly, nonlinear is actually probably better than linear. I got a pretty easy pull there. All right. Next, we're going to be doing our plot structure, which is just going to be the basic story premise for the way that it's going to follow structure-wise. Uh, the first one we have is uh, tragedy. The second one we have is rebirth. The third one will be comedy. The fourth is voyage and return. The fifth is Rags to Riches. The sixth is The Quest. And the seventh is Overcoming the Monster. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I'll go first again. All right. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in here. Yeah, so full. Voyage and Return. All right. 
Oh my god, we're doing a boat. <laughs> I cannot wait to read your your screenplay. All right. Yay. So, got nonlinear. What's going to be my plot structure? Also, I've never written a screenplay before. You have written a few. I've written I've written, written parts, but I've never finished. Okay. Um, I've got pretty easy overcoming the monster. Okay. Um, well, you got some good ones there. Stuff there. Some examples of stories for each of those plot structures. Uh, for overcoming the monster, we have like. Uh, Star Wars, James Bond, Jaws, Harry Potter, um, stuff like that. Um, for Voyage and Return, some examples are The Odyssey, Alice's Adventure in Wonderland, Cody Locks and the Three Bears, uh, Lion King, Back to the Future, Gone with the Wind, Peter Pan. A lot to work with there. So, moving on to the next one. Alrighty, on to our genre, genre elements. For this one, we have Thriller. Like the song? Yes. Like you ought to write a screenplay about Michael Jackson's Thriller. Ooh. We have Drama. We have Mystery. Horror. Romance. Action. Fantasy. War. Noir, sci-fi, and western. Woo. So there's a lot, lot here for this there's one. There's a lot here. The suspense. What, what will it be? Let's see how much weirder yours gets. Sci-fi. Oh, you wanted that one. Oh, I really wanted yes, that one. Yes, sci-fi is so up your alley. Oh boy! All right, for Fuck me, me, I've got mystery. Ooh, interesting. Okay, interesting. <laughs> this is not at all what I thought our uh, lineups are going to look like. No, uh, nope. All right, so let's get all these out of here. And now for the fourth part of this. It's just a special element, a little twist on the story that we'll have to include at some point. Um, so the first one we have here is space. Uh, I bet you're hoping that you get that one. I really hope I get, please give me space. Or you could get this one, time travel. That's another sci-fi element right. there. Um, we have dream sequence. It must include a dream sequence. Um, magic. It just has to include magic of any kind. Uh, we have major plot twists. Someone dies. It has an ensemble cast. Hmm. The you might end. want that one. Yes. Uh, you'd be really screwed if you got ensemble oh, cast. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have antagonist wins in the end. And then one location. I don't think you want one location with your uh, what you have, but it's kind of hard to have a voyage and return from one location, but... <laughs> But what if I'm just in the ship the whole time? And they're just like, look at that planet, as they just kind of pass it. <laughs> Go ahead and <laughs> pull your, your special element there. I pulled two. Oh. Antagonist wins. You've got the weirdest. 
<laughs> combination. Oh there. my god. Okay. I got major plot twist. God dang it. The one that I didn't want. What do you mean that works so well with a mystery? That is true, actually. I didn't think about that. No, that actually lends itself very well. Yeah. All right. So finishing up here, we're going to go over what each of us got. Jack, for his narrative structure, has viewpoint. For his plot structure, his voyage and return. That's the only thing that I wanted out of all of this. (laughs) His genre, uh, to his delight is sci-fi um his special element then is the antagonist wins in the end (laughs) i am Um, so screwed so for me (laughs) my narrative structure is non-linear my plot is overcoming the monster my genre is mystery and my special element is a major plot twist you know it's kind of funny but non-linear also works really well with a mystery because i can do flashbacks and withhold things yeah this they actually turned out very well for me. Really did. Um, Good for you. <laughs> so it's just going to be a first draft, obviously. 40 hours is a very quick time to create a screenplay. I wouldn't expect us to be pulling out some uh, some, some Academy polished, Award winners. Yeah. But we're going to go over this in the end. Some of the qualifications. No. Like the, like, like what? what is it? <laughs> I always say. Some of our ways of judging things, the different ways we're going to judge things. Uh, the very first one, of course, is it finished? Um, and like we said, if it's not finished, we owe the other person our paycheck if we do not finish our screenplay. Um, after that, we'll look at how well it meets the different criteria we just went through, the narrative structure, plot structure, the genre, the special elements. Um, and then, of course, how good is it? Is it actually a good screenplay or did we just meet the bare minimum mine is gonna be i think bare minimum <laughs> um and then i mean academy award we we're gonna win oh, an oscar here i want maybe mine actually is gonna be really good oh okay you got the gears turning up there you got something going on yeah, yeah, yeah. i think i could get an academy award this year all right um so yeah the way this one's gonna work is you know we're recording the intro now and from here, we're going to slice in an intercut of us going through the next 48 hours. Well, not the next 48 hours, but our 48 when hours start, when yeah. we start um, of trying to write the screenplay. We'll record on our own. And yeah, it should be fun. Meet back up afterwards and see how well we did. Uh, I expect Jack to be crying when I see him next. <laughs> you won't, I won't be crying then, but they'll see the intercut of me crying, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll... you'll I'll have composed myself. You'll compose yourself, but I'll get to see it in the the edit. Yes. How much you fell apart in the midst. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, we'll see you on the flip side of all that. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gents. Uh, It has been a few days since we started the challenge and quite a few days since we recorded the intro. Um, And boy, was this a doozy, Jack. Uh, 48 hours. Uh, (laughs) This was tough. Yeah. Yeah. so we're just going to kind of talk about the experience of what we undertook, um, the challenges and all that. And it was it was some fun stuff. It fun was. Stuff. It really was. Uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, it's better in hindsight. Much. It's very much like now that it's done, thank God. Yeah. But, you know, good memories. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, hell, we almost pushed out like. You almost pushed out, like, you know, a full screenplay in 48 uh, hours. Combined, we had a full, we had a full screenplay. screenplay. 
um, in 48 hours. So impressive. Yes, truly. Very. Um, yeah. Uh, the process was interesting. Uh, I had both days off. You did not. Yeah. Well, going to work, you know, helped me kind of get away and formulate a few ideas to kind of really, you know, narrow it down to what it was. Um, but it didn't help, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I, but I wouldn't have finished even if I had all that time to write. So oh, what that confidence just really quickly evaporated. Boy, my confidence is going to be the death of me. I think the beginning of that, uh, <laughs> the challenge, I, I texted Jack, like what, like four ish, five ish, or it would have been after five. Cause you were at work. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I got 10 pages done before I went to work. I think this is going to be pretty fine. Me, meanwhile, uh, I uh, I didn't start until about 1.30 because, you know, we started the challenge at midnight. Neither one of us started writing at midnight. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, I'm going to get a full night's rest. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go for a or do my whole morning routine. I'm going to go for a walk, get nice and chill, ease into things. I made some tea. It's feeling real nice. Um, and then I started writing. Got about 16 pages done in about, an hour, or no, six pages in about an hour and a half. Which is pretty good. That was not bad pace. Yeah, and then I think by the time I messaged you a little after f- five, I had 16 pages. So you telling me I got 10 pages done before I came into work, and I'm like, well, Jack, Jack wakes <laughs> up late. Uh, <laughs> so he got that done in like a few hours at most. Yeah. Kind of, kind of hurt me. <laughs> and I, uh, if only you knew the struggle, the struggle the next day. I, I, I think had. it's funny too because you were like, "Wait, am I the better screenwriter?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> better than Alex." I've never like, done this before. I was like, "Nope, I need to trust the process. Don't let it get to you." And then no, the whole time I was like, "This guy is getting, <laughs> probably flying through his screenplay." I'm sitting here taking forever, so I was like pushing it. But I mean, that pushed you to write some very. Very uh, interesting content. Yeah, mine got real interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, the first day, I woke up at 1.30, uh, you know, started writing. Um, like I said, I got about six pages done in an hour and a half, 16 by like five, or about six o'clock, I'd say. Uh, that was when I hit like, the first six pages, I hit a wall, uh, and then I went for a walk after that, because I had gone very quick. Pacing wise, uh, things developed very quickly, and I was like, "Oof, uh, not going to get ninety-five pages out of it at this pit, at this rate." <laughs> so I went for a walk to kind of clear my head. Um, you know, I had the whole thing where I was like, "Okay, you know what? I just need to give it some structure." You know, we'll get it going. Um, if I just get some structure, you know, it doesn't have to be good. I can just fill out plot points for what a detective a detective story needs, and I'll just follow those to a T easy enough simple off do that have all the big plot points and then just fill everything in that's how i'm gonna get the 95 pages and that is not at all what happened i didn't stick to structure at all just developed it as i went uh <laughs> at a whim which uh, works so much better though it, oh no it, 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 it so much better again like it was painful but i actually really enjoyed like, I wouldn't do the 48 hours. No. But, but the restrictions really, like, compressed my creativity in a way that I didn't before. And I think if you did, me. like, a week, that would be not bad. Yeah, depending on the week. Yeah. Um, I think it would still be a struggle with work, like, trying to balance. If we were aiming for 95, yeah. Because clearly, 
I mean, we got a good chunk done in 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, you, if you didn't have, like, certain things to do on, like, the second day, Monday, you would have yeah. finished. Yeah. Sunday night, I went to bed with 40-some pages. Man. And that was the whole day. Or, I mean, basically. I was so confident when I got home from work. I was like, I'm just going to watch a little bit of Frasier. I'm not even going to write. I was wondering. Because I was like, I'm going to be able to finish this tomorrow. This is going to be easy. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, man, when did... When, I was like, when is Jack writing? Because he's not saying anything to me. And whenever I message him, he doesn't say out where his page count is. <laughs> he just says, like, you know, things are going well. And I'm like, man, this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What, uh, what prep work did you do? Uh, not much. Uh, I didn't want to do too much prep work because usually with my writing, I get too far in my head, too structured again. Um, right. Like, I think I said in the video, like, I was like, I'm going for a more slow, natural, let it build approach. The only prep work I really did was, uh, I looked, took a look at a few screenplays. Um, we had, (laughs) I wish I did that. I really, (laughs) I recommended it. I recommended it and you were like, no, I'm all good. I'm like, all right, Jack. I'm an Um, idiot. But, uh, yeah, I started with Parasite uh, by Bong Joon-ho. Uh, Bong Joon-ho. I think it's Ho. Yeah, I think it's Ho. Um, read a little bit of that. I intended to read at least one or two screenplays. I ended up just reading snippets of each one, mainly because I wasn't quite sure where in the mystery genre I wanted to land. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to do a detective story. Um, I didn't really end up doing too terrible much of a detective story like it is and it isn't yeah um it kind of fits with the jumping around on the screenplays oh uh, for sure yeah so i started with parasite um i looked at uh i think the next one was then brick by ryan johnson which was his first uh feature film that he did um that was the one that i was intending to like follow to a t like the plot structure and everything i was like i just do this um i did steal your idea for one location. It was in the mix. Neither, neither one of us uh, ended up drawing it. Yeah. I know that you were like, ah, I, I think I'm still going to do so a one location. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? One location would be pretty pretty cool to do for a detective story. I was like, that works really well. Compress, give myself characters inside that environment. And just the one, like, it, I felt like that would do really well for the creativity of it, which it kind of ended up doing. So, um, and then, yeah, from, I had the, little nugget of an idea because i figured at least get an idea um of just a guy looking to see who ate his bagel just investigating who ate his bagel simple enough i was like you know i get him in this environment in this apartment building he's look he's got uh his goal i fill it in with some characters you know making kind of interesting characters uh and go through the whole process simple enough yeah um <laughs> And then I think the only other screenplay I ended up reading was actually on the second day in the morning. I woke up early for uh, The Plumber, and I felt like I wanted to write, but I knew, I was like, man, that 95 pages still looming over my head. I didn't get half done on the first day. I got close to half, um, but I did not get to half. So I was like, man, I really need to go quickly this today. So I was kind of looking to see how I could fill in more because it felt like I was quick pacing um, too thin on my writing as like this, like just seems like I've compressed the screenplay too much. And if I just expand it, like what I've written could fill a lot more pages. Um, so I looked at, uh, uh, the screenplay adaptation by Charlie Kaufman. Um, 
just a little bit, just quick. And I kind of went back through and I added a little bit of a beginning before my original start point. Um, and I fill out some of the, the setting details and descriptions, um, which is why they're very basic and boring in some regards. Cause I was like, I don't really know what the setting looks like. I'm kind of just flying with it. Um, and yeah. And then the second day, um, a lot of things clicked into place. Uh, yeah, uh, Sunday night, I forgot to mention, Sunday night was when uh, things got real crazy, um, really changed how the screenplay went for <laughs> That's me. That's when the uh, the twist yeah. starts to, okay. I had hit the wall on one scene that I told you about where yeah. it was like, this just completely goes in a different direction, gets super serious. My, I was also going for the comedic approach because I knew that this was going to be like not good <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> and I figured if I do comedy, it'll make it work. Cause it's not good. Right. The comedy will like, yeah, feed into it, which did end up really helping yes. having that comedic element. Um, it let me go in some crazy directions in order to get the screenplay done while still making a little bit of sense. Um, and then, yeah, I twisted that scene around, made it more comedic. That took me in a direction to at least get some writing out. And then, uh, you know, I got my second cup of caffeinated coffee. And I do not drink a lot of <laughs> caffeine. Um, I didn't really end up having that much. I checked how much was in the coffee. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that much compared to what a person could normally take in a day. Okay. But uh, I have like more than you would normally yes, take. It was much more than I would normally, considering I don't usually have caffeine and I two right. caffeinated drinks. Um. And the last one, the second one, was just a few hours before I ended up stopping to go to bed. So I was, like, in a fever dream. You know, I was super tired, but I had caffeine pumping through my veins. (laughs) And that was when the screenplay took a turn for a very strange direction. Um, And then, yeah, the second day, I kind of fed off that. And all of a sudden, all these things that seemed like nothing, like they had no connection at all, just fell into line. And I was like... I know how this thing's going to go from here. And I, even though I had a lot to do that second day, um, which was another thing, doing all that stuff that second day, like dealing with the plumber, uh, doing my laundry, taking my brother to do some errands, all that, just, I was just the entire time, I'm like, I need to get back to write. I need to get back to write. This, I just need to get through this. And I was writing throughout, too, when the plumber was there, I was still working on things. The laundromat, I was still working on things. Man. Um, and then, yeah, I tore through some pages that day. But, yeah, by the time I texted you, I was like, I don't know. I was like, maybe yeah. I could get it done. But, no. <laughs> as soon as I found out that you weren't that far along, I was like, I'm, we're good. I, we're, mean, this no, not that, I mean, I was like a third, you know. That's Yeah. How'd that process go for it? <laughs> you know, woke up on the first day after watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. And, um, you know, I just, I was like, you know what? We're just going to start writing. Viewpoint was really tough for me, mm-hmm. but, uh, and apparently I didn't do it right. Uh, action yeah. items I put all in first person and I also had a narrator. Yeah. Yeah. Which could still be my protagonist though. Cause yes. I'm not done. Yes. Cause you did not finish the, the script. <laughs> Cause so. you didn't finish either. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, <laughs> he said that's really at the. Just, I had to make, make sure. That, no, I have to make sure neither one of us yes, finished. Neither one of us finished. But uh, yeah, I woke up. I pumped out ten pages in like maybe like an hour and a half or something like that, or an hour. I was like, oh, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. This is gonna be the easiest challenge. 
I went to work, you know, I talked it over with some people at work. I was like, oh, I've got like a solid idea going here. Got home, like, you know what? Let me just watch some Frasier. Let me just chill. So then that way I can wake up refreshed the next day. And then... uh, Can I just say something real quick? It's so funny because I was thinking about this and I was like, I feel like when I was thinking about like taking this slow approach, I was like, this is the tortoise and the hare. I was like, (laughs) I know Jack's going to go in there at crazy pace, <laughs> thinks he's like killing it, and I'm just gonna go slow, nice and easy. And yeah, you're just like exactly like the hair. You're like, ah, I got time to chill yeah. and let this go. <laughs> Listen, it was I thought it was gonna be so easy, and then I woke up. I woke up later than I would have wanted to on the next day. Um, I woke up at like twelve. That was me on the first day. Yeah, and then so I start writing. It was a lot harder uh, that next day to like get the ideas into like scenes and like things that would actually happen um and yeah it kind of screwed i i so wish i so wish i read a screenplay before i started um that was my main downfall i think even if you had read one you would have been at a disadvantage because i've even though I've never finished a screenplay, like I've written a lot of right. screen pe- screenplay scenes and stuff before. So like I was familiar with that. I'm a writer as well, like just in general. So like I like the whole process, of course, is like easier coming to me. Yeah. Like you had to like learn the process while writing the <laughs> screenplay. Like you were at a, such a disadvantage. That's why it, like it's not surprising. But I had so much confidence. It's not I, surprising where we ended up in page count. Like I'm not trying to like harp on you, but it's so funny how confident you were <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh my god. It was just oh I'm such an idiot sometimes. I really let my ego get the best of me. Uh you, uh, I guess we could start talking about, was there anything else about the process that was like anything like particular? I know that your videos do a pretty good job. I think your videos, <laughs> your videos are much better than mine are. You oh, know, thank you. You you have a lot more content and yep. more, you're like actually going into detail where mine's just like, here's the update, page count, time. Because uh, you were actually feeling. like really in the zone. <laughs> yeah. And I was here drawing a 20 minute <laughs> storyboard in microsoft paint (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah like i think it it just reflects like where we were at in the process so well like i was like so like focused on my writing i'm like i don't have time for these videos man like this is just so secondary and i was like oh let's get some more videos going yes and your like videos are like high production value mine are just me at my cell phone i'm just like could not care about the videos. I was like, I've come 48 hours to write a screenplay. Who cares? Oh, man. But yeah, let's, uh, I guess we could just dive into like the screenplays. We both read the other screenplay yeah. and kind of talk about what we like. Um, which one do we want to start with? What do you think? Let's start with yours. Because yours mine. was very, actually, like, I thought I was very funny, especially the beginning was hilarious. Which I'm glad because uh, I was, I, I feel like as long as I'm laughing while writing it, there's a good indication that it's probably funny for people reading it. Yeah. Um, so. And Billy is such like a, a Jack kind of character. Yeah. Billy is the main, or at least starts out as the main character in mine. Um, so kind of like the basic plot. Like I said, we start out with a guy searching uh, for who ate his bagel investigating. That's Billy. Billy is that guy. Um, and he's in an apartment with four other guys or three other guys. He's the fourth. 
Um, and then one of the guys has a girlfriend, and that is the five characters for the screenplay. There ends up kind of being a six later on. Um, but, yeah, so Billy wakes up one day. He's feeling good, feeling confident, and then he goes to eat breakfast, and lo and behold, his bagel's been eaten. Um, and so he starts interrogating all of his roommates, trying to figure out who the hell ate his bagel. Um, and, of course, he's being super serious about this, like, over the top, and everybody is playing off of that. That's where the comedy really strives in the beginning is Billy's just, like, knifing through everybody. Like, yes. They're all like, you're being an idiot, and he's like, no. Somebody just holding ate his my ground. fucking bagel, and I'm going to figure out who it is. <laughs> and it's it's hilarious to start with. And then I started to uh, run into some issues because, like, detective stories kind of take a lot of detail work. You know, right. you got to lay out the the all of the clues. You have to set up motives and all that. Doing that in 48 hours um, <laughs> is kind of difficult. So, like... Billy kind of flails in the investigation. Like he, I, cause I didn't know where the heck to look. I was like, I don't know. I didn't even knew, know who it was that ate the bagel. I just had these characters in this room. Um, I had no idea what happened. And so like, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the first scenes that I had an issue with is he has all of the suspects, suspects on the couch and he's interrogating them one by one. Very confident, coolly, uh, yeah, I can see why Jack likes Billy. Billy is oh, very yeah. much a Jack character. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... <laughs> hey, it makes for a funny time. Yes. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, things take a turn. I go through some... Uh, flashbacks worked so well for the humor, too, yes. in mine. In the beginning, and then they end up becoming super integral <laughs> for, like, serious parts and later in the screenplay. And your screenplay itself was just funny. Like, what you would write in the screenplay, oh, yeah, like, yeah. directions and everything was very funny. Again, I was like... You know, it's supposed to be funny, so why not make, like, the the whole thing funny? Like, in the writing for the actions and the headings even, sometimes for scenes and all that. And I was like, yeah, let's just, let's just be funny, and that'll make everything funny. Um, and, yeah, I hit a wall where he's interrogating these suspects, and we go through a flashback scene. And it's very clearly, like, everybody thinks that the one guy did it. Um, and honestly, it kind of feels like the one guy did it and should have done it. It's very obvious. And he gets up because he's so flustered and leaves because uh, he gets into a heated argument with his girlfriend. And at that point, I'm like, this should be like second act, halfway through the second act type stuff. Right. I'm at like page 15, <laughs> which is halfway through the first act. I was like, I just blew through all of my investigation part. Like he's interrogated everybody already, kind of gotten everybody's story. I'm like, how am I going to get 95 pages out of this? <laughs> I really was, like, flustered. So I took a break, uh, came back, um, and then kind of started having Billy uh, move around because all the characters kind of dispersed after Dan, the one character, leaves. Um, so Billy starts moving around, uh, going one-on-one this time. Uh, he kind of does that in the beginning, but he really does that after they break up. Um, and he's investigating the rooms and stuff, and we start getting some flashbacks to some of the past, um, you know, while they were all together, Billy flashback to, uh, the night that the bagel was under the night, the last time he saw his bagel, which was the night before. Um, and he starts investigating and stuff and slowly it started to flush itself out a little bit more. Then I ran into another scene that hit me for a while where Dan and his girlfriend are in the bedroom and, uh, you know, they're originally, 
it was a much more heated scene where they're just bickering and arguing. Cause I knew I wanted to have like some tension in their relationship to kind of give me a side story that added some pages to the screenplay. <laughs> right. Um, but it was like way too serious. I was like, this does not work at all in this screenplay. Um, and that's about where I texted Jack to see where he was. And he's like, Hey, I got 10 pages done before I went to work. And I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> like everything is falling apart here. Um, but Went back into it and was reading over it. And I was like, you know what? I can twist this around and make it funny right here. I was like, it'd be really funny because the, the scene starts with, like, uh, you have a pair of panties on the ground. Uh, you're kissing and moaning sounds. And, uh, you know, you think things are hot and heavy. And originally it was supposed to be, like, uh, like Riley's trying to get it on with Dan. And Dan's, like, pushing off a whole bunch of serious stuff. But instead I was like, what if Riley isn't actually doing anything sexual. <laughs> She's just eating ice cream and really enjoying her ice cream. And it created a hilarious interaction between her and Dan yes. and opened the screenplay right back up because it got back into that comedic element while still having the undertone of seriousness. Um, and from there, you know, Billy continues with his investigation. Things are kind of rolling. It's got some funny gimmicks and lines and all that. Um, starts setting up some clues in some ways. Like, that's the thing is like, since Billy doesn't really know what he's doing, or at least it seems like he doesn't really know what he's doing because I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> like things that don't seem important at all are just kind of popping up. But then later on in the screenplay, they kind of start feeding back in. And I'm like, Oh man, that thing was huge. <laughs> it, like the screenplay really followed my process. Um, and then the second big turning point that I mentioned with the hot tea was uh, when Billy, <laughs> Billy suddenly takes a turn. <laughs> this is like, your, your twist. Yes. Because, uh, again, I had a major twist. All this really fed into it. Which, um, with a mystery, you'd think it would be like, oh, it was really like this person or this yeah, thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite with yours, yeah. though. With a detective story. With a de- this, yes. The mystery genre, this, honestly, it doesn't fit detective very well at some points, though it does kind of in some ways yeah. uh, end up. But it very much is a mystery because um, I didn't have any fucking idea what was going on and then, <laughs> until all of a sudden I was just like, oh, that's where we're going with this. Um, yeah, Billy takes a turn. Uh, I decided to because I just there's a scene he has with Riley and like the way he's going, I I felt like Billy did, which was like where the where's this investigation going? Like I've done all this investigating. Right. I've gone through all these clues and stuff like he kind of hit a wall and so he has this interaction with Riley and he kind of has this turn all of a sudden just in his dialogue where he's getting a little snippy with her because uh you know she's trying to like take down the walls and be like Billy what's going on like why why are you <laughs> Billy why are, why are you investigating this bagel so hard what's going on you you're not feeling well and she says stupid bagel and I think the same thing Billy does, which is, wait a minute. You know who else said stupid bagel? <laughs> that Dan guy was saying the bagel is stupid the, a whole lot. And he was pretty suspicious. You know, boyfriend, girlfriend, like, these two are in cahoots. Like, these two are in it together. And, you know, that Tim guy, he was also sp- suspicious, too. You know, the reason I'm having such a hard time with this, all three of these guys are in this together. Like, I like this is it. This is what's oh. going on. This is how things are going. And he just frantically runs out of the room. And Riley's just kind of like sitting there like, uh, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and uh, she just has this inclination because it's the same inclination I as a writer, which was like, wait a minute. 
What if Billy... <laughs> what if Billy's possessed? <laughs> what if he's possessed by a detective? The ghost of a detective. Um, and that's where, like, things just open up again. Um, another big turn in the story. It opens up, the, again, why I was able to continue writing so many pages is Billy just starts going on a rampage, um, starting with immediately after he exits the room. He runs out into the living room, grabs the butter knife, which, again, was another, like, clue that I didn't really think was a clue. It was just Billy trying to make a clue. Right. But then ends up becoming this huge item, and he takes this <laughs> knife and just stabs Tim in the leg with it. Stabs him right in the leg, deep in. Tim starts bleeding profusely, and the screenplay is just all of a sudden an entirely different thing. Um, it becomes a very, like, Evil Dead-esque uh, time after that where Billy is just... Again, Billy was fun to write in the beginning because he's so serious and taking the investigation right. serious. But then once the turn happens, he becomes <laughs> a whole lot of fun to write for an entirely different reason, which was his absurd one-liners and just ramblings just and actions. Insanity. Because he's so insane. Um, again, very much like Evil Dead uh, with their... Uh, demonic characters and that uh, where it's just like the most outrageous stuff um and then also at the same time i started fleshing out a lot of the side characters and stuff like uh there's frank and then uh, the aforementioned dan um riley becomes very important i actually end up really liking riley and after billy takes a turn i think riley very much becomes the protagonist of the story yeah. the main character um and you start getting some flashbacks that are really pulling in the depth or giving it some depth and yeah that kind of fed into like getting through the story and then that again another big turn was the second day at the laundromat or no in the shower in the morning i just had this idea of uh i don't remember what i was even thinking about i think i was the thinking was like no detect detective ghost doesn't really work Considering he just becomes a loon, right? Like stabbing and biting and fighting and all this, it's like, so what? What's really going on? Who? How is he really possessed? And I was like, I had introduced this element with Dan after he got stabbed, where he had been attached to his phone the whole screenplay, and so after he gets stabbed, you finally see what has been taking up his attention on the phone, and it is an AI chatbot specifically of the dating variety and is very like kinky stuff that he's been doing with this chatbot. Right. And so I had this mulling over of like, how did Dan become possessed? And I'm like, boom, like what if Tim and his pursuit to make this AI chatbot a real life <laughs> girl for him to have summons a demon via Via the via the chatbot's instruction, and the, all of a sudden, because of that, like the clues started lining up of like, oh, that's why this happened. Because earlier in the screenplay, Billy eats leftover spaghetti. Um, that was the last time he saw his bagel was pulling out spaghetti. Uh, Dan and Riley had ice cream, and I was like, oh my goodness, what if Dan or Tim takes the opportunity to try and possess? Originally, the idea was to possess Riley through, and he was supposed to do it through the ice cream. But then the chatbot, you know, with all that kinky stuff going on, sends him a little naughty pick, and he he flubs the the exchange and puts in the spaghetti instead. And then uh, 
Billy, while eating his spaghetti, he's watching a detective story. He's watching The Big Sleep, very famous noir movie. Right. And, you know, in order to fight this possession off, he, he becomes a detective, a hard-boiled detective. <laughs> and he goes on this investigation to keep himself from going possessed. And then the reason he becomes possessed is because he hits a wall. He doesn't know where to go with this investigation. He, he has nothing left for defense. And, yeah, and then Riley takes over as the main character and is kind of leading the investigation because in order to figure out what happened to Billy... You know, Billy's pretty dead set on this bagel. Right. You know, so th- th- there's only one place for her to figure out where to go, and that's picking up the bagel investigation. Lo- so, you know, logically, of course. Yeah, so things come back around, and we're back into the detective story. All of a sudden, you know, it, it works. It works. Oh, my God. It's so great. It's so great. Yeah, and then we ended on a major character death. Yeah. You know, Frank, poor, sweet little Frank. He's not really that little. No. Um, but... The he bowl. Just, the guy who just wanted to sleep. Just wanted to sleep the whole time. He just wanted the big sleep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> Layers. Yeah, and then that's where I ended things. Yeah, you got real far. <laughs> do you yeah. want to kind of talk about your opinions on mine? Or do you yeah, on? so... Um, I mean, gosh, the twist as you start to read it and you like, like, wait, what is happening? What is going on? And then he stabs Tim <laughs> and it comes out of nowhere. You're just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and he goes completely nuts. He gives me that great line where it's like, ah, the big old thief just got cream cheese or whatever. And you're just like, this is not the Billy that was just here. What's this going is my on? Billy. <laughs> where, bring me my Billy back. And then when he goes possessed, it was just, I couldn't believe it. The more I read it, the more insane it got. And like the pentagram to summon the microscopic fetus. And <laughs> it got so insane, but it worked so well because it was so funny. And all the characters were just so great. Oh my God. Oh, I really started. I really loved all the characters. Yes. I, I think I've told you like. Tim, I kind of think is like uh, not the greatest person, but he's, yeah. he's a great character to write and has some great motivations. Uh, but I'm just kind of like, I don't really like Tim. <laughs> he's the only one. Um, I like Dan. Dan grows on me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Frank immediately. Uh, oh, dude just wants to sleep. Yeah, Frank's great. Yeah. Um, and then Riley, Riley really came in. Yes. Um, and then Billy, of course, is great to write and is just a fun character all around. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other opinions, or we want to move on to yours? Boy, I don't know if I have a lot else here. I mean, you wrote a solid, solid screenplay for oh, the 48 thanks. hours. Thanks. Do we want to... Should we talk about my ending first, or do we go over yours and then... Yeah, talk about your... How are okay. you going to finish it from there? Okay, so like I said, we end on a major character death. That was the point that I got where I texted Jack, um, and... That is the death of Frank. Unfortunately, it was really tough to do, but it was the only thing that made logical sense at that point um, in a non-illogical <laughs> story. Um, you know, that was just kind of how things had fed up to that point. But yeah, it was supposed to kind of end with, uh, you know, Frank dies. Dan and Riley have just discovered Tim's room, which was another thing where it was just like, I realized I haven't been in Tim's room. Tim's room is the only room we haven't been in. And that's where the pentagram thing came up. And, you know, Dan and Riley go into this room. They see this. 
they still don't quite know at the point where I finished the screenplay what exactly happened in Tim's room. They just know that, like, hey, Tim's involved in this somehow. <laughs> this isn't just a Billy thing. Um, and the plan was for them to, you know, come out, of course, find Frank dead, um, which very sad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, you know, I think the idea is that they find Tim's AI chatbot, Suki, who I think actually would have ended up being the the wild card villain, the true mastermind manipulator of the story, because she's the one pulling the strings on Tim. Tim's just right. naive, has no idea what's going on, but Poor Suki... Guy. Suki knows exactly what she's doing when instructing this guy how to how to summon this demon. Um, and I think she would have done the same thing to Dan Riley, who is clueless to Suki's whole role and everything. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would have made for an interesting dynamic. Of course, Billy would have kept coming into his own, <laughs> into his own, would have kept developing as this demon. Uh, he was already starting to grow horns, and I was going to have those come out, have wings, his skin is turning red. Um there was a snake that was supposed to get loose at one point. Didn't really know what that snake was going to do, but I had set that up. Um, and then eventually I, I was going to have to have Riley be the one to end things. You know, she was the one that took over as the protagonist. It only felt right. Right. Um, she had used this bat earlier in the screenplay. Um, I was, or had gone to use the bat, ended up not being able, not needing to use the bat, but I had set it up. So I wanted that to come back around. Um, probably in pursuit of saving Dan. Um, and then, you know, so somewhere in the long lines, I think I would have wanted them to win. I don't think I would have wanted them because to lose. Because I think they would have had to, right? Because you had overcoming the monster. True. So they actually would have had to so win. yes, I actually forgot about that plot point, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually works pretty, somehow, even though you forgot about it, you developed this super monster who they... <laughs> I mean, overcoming the monster is a very basic Yeah, plot. I know. It's, it could have been. It's pretty yeah. typical. Um, but, yeah, they would have had to have won in the end, um, probably. And then as for the bagel investigation, you know, it's the most – the bagel doesn't actually end up meaning too much. Uh, the reason Billy kind of attaches to it is just because of that memory of the spaghetti. Right. Um, so, like, the bagel doesn't actually mean much. It just kind of – fed into it um but yeah in the end it's the most obvious it's dan dan is the one that ate the bagel um and it doesn't mean anything it has nothing to do with anything dan just carries the secret throughout the whole screenplay um and then the funny thing is that tim like when i was writing it and trying to think of like who's the one that actually ate the bagel i didn't want it to really be frank because frank didn't make a whole lot of sense i genuinely believed frank just wanted to sleep um riley didn't make much sense that's just not her character. Yeah. Um, and then Dan made too much sense. Dan was like the most obvious character. And I was like, you know, Tim's kind of the wild card, but also like, that's kind of obvious too. That like this quiet guy who's not really given much. Right. Of course he's the one who's the, uh, the one who ate it in the end. And, but it ended up working so well that Dan, the obvious one has the one that ate the bagel. Yeah. The most obvious storyline, the most obvious conclusion so most obvious beginning, like Billy goes in investigating who ate his bagel. Dan ate his bagel. Yeah, the one who denies everything. Yeah, and just yeah. You know, like that is your typical plot structure right there. He finds out Dan ate. Uh, he goes in looking for who ate the bagel. Finds out Dan did it. It's really obvious the whole time. Boom. And then you have the element of Tim and his subplot. <laughs> Tim, the quiet one who you don't suspect at all, who all of a sudden has this major secret, has nothing to do with the bagel. I mean, that's the screenplay right yeah, there. It's, yeah. The two merging just, of those two. 
<laughs> that somehow clashed so well and developed so good. Um, we did have our criteria mm-hmm. that we kind of wanted to, I guess, look at. Um, so first off, I mean, was yours finished? Uh, no, but mine wasn't either. Yeah. So we decided that we're not going to exchange paychecks because what's the point yeah. in that? Um, we just both suck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we didn't finish. No. Uh, and then how well does yours meet all of the criteria that we had? I mean, very well. I mean, cause yours worked so well. You had the nonlinear with the mystery and the twist with overcoming the monster. Like you had the perfect, like, I had, a very easy one is. I had a very easy setup. Not how I would have thought I was going to use those elements. No, but <laughs> that's not how I ever would have thought you would have used those elements. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. Um, um, is it good? I thought yours was actually really good. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I don't know if it could ever be made into a movie. <laughs> but I do honestly do think that I will try to attempt to make it into a novella at some point because I, I really fell in love with the story and the characters so I do kind of want to finish it out but yeah yeah no I I'm glad that you agree that it was good I'm glad yeah. it wasn't just me because the whole time I was writing I was like is this good or just crazy <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Academy Award hey I think yours as we will find out is much more <laughs> likely to receive an Academy Award than mine is alright we want to switch over to yours okay Well, um, mine is called Trekking the Stars. It's not Star Trek. No. No. I would never, never have Star Trek like that. Um, but we open. So my immediately, I immediately had a mistake with the viewpoint. Uh, I kind of assumed narrator would be okay. I mean, I got sci-fi. I have to establish, like, what the world is. Can we, can we, uh, can we start off by talking about the fact that you didn't really know the full, ex- like, you didn't even understand the elements that you'd been given. Like, you didn't fully understand viewpoint. Um, Voyage and Return. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, like, in my head, I understood them all. <laughs> you understood You understood the basic meaning of the words. Correct. Uh, yes. Just, you didn't look into the in-depth I looked stuff. up viewpoint at one point. It gave me, like, nothing online. True. So I determined it, that- Viewpoint isn't a typical screenplay format. About the only one that's really been prominently done was Oppenheimer Oppenheimer, recently um I tried to explain it to you I think yeah um which I mean I met it besides the narrator the narrator was the only thing um and you did something extra that you didn't necessarily need to do with the actions and stuff because I made everything in the first person yeah uh I messed up my tenses now and then that 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 happens excuse me that happens in uh writing um yeah um, all of your, before you didn't, like, all your mistakes are pretty typical, like, early writer mistakes. Right. Like, yours is not as bad as you think it is. It's just a very early, like, you, it it's shows your writing draft. experience. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much. Not much experience. And the other thing was that it was supposed to be a rough draft. Yes, uh, yes, it was a rough <laughs> draft. Was, these were in no, no means final drafts. Um, yeah, we, like, open, and uh, we have kind of, like, Myself, our, our protagonist, who's like the first mate on this ship. Um, and it's kind of him and the captain playing chess. And we find out that they are like uh, the Irish people, all left Earth, 
325 years in the not future. Not a comedy, by the way. No, this he is, says it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. <laughs> this is just establishing what has happened in the world and what we are trying to do. Irish people all left Earth because of another famine. And then uh, some freighters going by a solar system, and he sees a potato in space. And Ooh. we determine that Story. Irish people must be there because we found a potato in space. <laughs> I laughed so hard at <laughs> when you, I read your narration. You laugh at the narration, and then you laugh at nothing else in the screenplay because nothing else is I, I, lo- I love the line, the world woke up to an empty <laughs> Ireland. And I also love... Where where's the the potato thing? Uh, yeah, found a potato floating in space near the servo system. Like just the just the image of a potato floating in space, and you. And then when you say it's not a comedy, I was like, that's all I could see. <laughs> if I had more time, I probably could have made it into a comedy. But I was not in the comedic mindset going into this. I was in the let me just get this done. Um, cause I thought it'd be easy too. I was like, this is gonna be easy. I'm going to be able to fly, which was also comedic <laughs> in a, comedic in a sad way. Um, but we open up, we get introduced to all of our characters. We have like a, a wacky scientist who's kind of just a fun prankster. He's um, kind of a psychopath. <laughs> it's just pranks. They're like, they're funny. <laughs> they're the most over the top pranks. <laughs> It's kind of like, have you ever seen New Girl? Yeah. Uh, what's his, Will, is it Wilson? No. Is it Wilson? Coach or Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. yeah. It's like Wilson's prank, <laughs> pranking where he's just like does the most, it's either like the subtlest thing that like doesn't have any significance right. at all or it's just the most outlandish, <laughs> over the top, <laughs> crazy thing. That That is Lonnie. <laughs> oh. And then uh, we also have uh, Cerulean. Who is the engineer? Who's kind of like this big tough guy, the most normal, I think, out of the the lesser crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the you lesser. also <laughs> the lesser crew, <laughs> the lower, the lower crew, the lower decks. That's a Star Trek show. Ah, I knew that. <laughs> uh, and then there was Michael, who's like a Paul Blart esque like security <laughs> guy. <laughs> yes, an idiot, pretty much. He's pretty much an idiot. Um, he he, kind of overreacts a little bit. He <laughs> pulls a gun. <laughs> we're we're four pages into the screenplay. Is this when it happens? Oh my! Oh my. Four pages and or no no no. I think it's a little bit further. Oh no no, no. okay yeah yeah yeah. Because they're they're oh, eating. the dining room. Yeah yes. okay. Um, I mean it's not that much further. In. We're <laughs> yeah. see, I mine is much more of like a television show. Screenplay. Yours actually. Like one of the yours does very well fit a TV screenplay yes. formatting. Maybe because you were kind of inspired by a TV show in the writing of it. I don't know what I would have been inspired by. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. It's not glaringly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Jack really knows how to write like a sci-fi Star Trekky screenplay. And then I kept Wonder going on, like, this was really, really familiar to start. <laughs> really similar to Star Trek. <laughs> It's trekking the stars. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, where does he pull the gun? Yeah, so uh, our boy Lonnie, the the fun prankster, yes. he puts uh, in both of uh, Michael and Cerulean's burgers, he mm-hmm. puts laxatives in. Mm-hmm. But we do learn that uh, Michael, he he's a slow eater, right? So that's why he doesn't, like, 
react to it as fast, but Cerulean scarfs it down. And then it was like, it was really funny <laughs> because Cerulean was like, ah, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> See, so he's like, God damn it. I fucking knew I couldn't trust you, Lonnie. <laughs> and then he just, Cerulean rushes to the bathroom because he put laxatives in their yeah. burger. Because he's, yeah, he's a prankster. <laughs> <laughs> what a prankster <laughs> What a prankster <laughs> And then Michael's like Oh that was really funny uh, And then Michael um, Draws his gun <laughs> And points it at Lonnie Page 8 <laughs> Page 8 He draws a gun on his own crewmate <laughs> This is so much a television show This is not a movie at all See if I kept going And like if I had time to finish it I'd have to restructure so much of oh, this. Even I, like looking back, was like, "There's a few things I'd have to restructure to, and extend out in depth and stuff." Because mine just are mine is so fast paced. I love that. <laughs> even though it's hilarious that it's an overreaction, it it meets Lonnie's over the top pranking with an over the top reaction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're both just extreme characters. I, I was like, what's the easiest way to do this? We just have all these, like, kind of stereotypical, like, <laughs> yeah. this, the, you are very much this person. Um, no, honestly, like, <clears throat> yours works the best for the assignment of, like, we just need to get a screenplay done, a rough draft in 48 hours. Right. Yours is a very much rough draft. You set up very typical stereotypes. Yeah, somehow for- you got double my pages. <laughs> <laughs> I had the least amount of thought in the characters, no character development, and yet somehow you <laughs> just blew me out of the water. You had you had some good seeds of stuff. The dream sequence with uh, Philip was interesting. Um, that was probably my favorite yeah, it, part it of the screenplay. Gives some depth to Philip. Um, gives him some fear and stuff. Mona, I think, is kind of an interesting captain, but also in kind of the way that, um, oh, what's her face from Last Jedi? Um, rams the ship through. Oh, uh, Laura Dern. Yeah, her character. It kind of gives her vibes of like, I'm not going to tell my crew <laughs> what the hell I'm doing. I'm yeah. just going to do it. It was very much like her trying to like get Philip ready to be captain, mm-hmm. but it just does not like work. I don't think that well. I think her character, I would change a lot. I don't know. I, I like the setup for her and Philip's dynamic a lot of like the mentor mentee role. Yeah. Cause they would have um, been the last two alive had I finished. Yeah. Which um, makes sense. Yeah. And then I have like a dream sequence where kind of Philip worries about all the people and if they, cause they talk about like, can they make it to the planet in time? Will they like what's happening? Cause they received a distress call. Um, so they're hoping that like, they will be able to save them if they really are in trouble. Um, and then, like, we eventually get down to the planet. Uh, see, look how fast this all happens. Like, we're... <laughs> Mine was... Mine, I had a character go from a typical detective <laughs> to a crazed, possessed man in, like, 30 pages. But it works. <laughs> I mean, it really works. I mean, we're like, I'm going to be 30 pages in, and we're already, like, on the planets. I mean, mine is Voyage and Return. We're already halfway through the voyage. <laughs> yeah, because, again, Because, uh, once voyage, again, I just, I don't which know. Which, you still could have made it work, but Voyage and Return is actually kind of supposed to be, like, a Wizard of Oz. Right. Or like, Disney's Strange Worlds, where they go to this 
crazy, strange world, this outlandish place. And it's like exciting and thrilling at first. But then Strange New World, it's another Star Trek show. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they go to this planet and it's like too good to be true. And then they find out, yeah, it is too good to be true. And then they, right. they try to leave. Um, and they either make it out alive just barely and for good reason. Or they leave and they actually left behind something that they loved. And the whole time, like, it was actually a really nice thing that they had. And they're yeah. sad they missed it. Um, and you could have potentially... Like, it's just, like, alien, you're, kind of. You're, it does have some alien yeah. vibes, yes. Um, yeah, the, yours yours works exactly the way that it's supposed to. It's just rough. Uh, yeah. It's raw. It's, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's rough, I guess. <laughs> it's a rough draft is what I mean. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> You could have, I mean, you you did have some issues with how you were setting up your antagonist, I think, in some of the logical steps that were being <laughs> taken um, by the crew. They're See, what's the end? Like, I've seen so many Star Trek TV shows to where, like, hey, this might happen. You might just have some characters kind of dumb. <laughs> they were very, I mean, you had to have the antagonist win, so I guess it makes sense yeah. that the crew's dumb. Antagonist win kind of made me, had to, like, I had you, to get them on the You show. got some very rough restrictions. <laughs> Antagonist wins viewpoint. It, it sucked. It really did. I just wanted to be on a boat in the ocean and just have like a You're cool on a boat thing in with space. my crew. It's not the you same had a crew thing. in space. There's no wind whipping in your face. <laughs> you get the stars out your window. They get stars up in the sky on the ocean. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. <laughs> they get the cold vacuum that is space. If they drift out, they die. Oh, I, oh, I had a great line I was going to use to where I was like, which I never got, I was never going to be able to use it, unfortunately, because I switched it, but I was going to use a line where it was like, it's always night in space. And I'm because like, <laughs> I thought that was such a good line, but I was never going to be able to use it because I switched and I wasn't going to have like a starship battle anymore. Mm. Also, your storyboard, and we haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> Totally thought that your monster was just a giant monster that floated through space, but in the way that your storyboard well, because you only saw the ending, you saw he saw like the only like the finished storyboard. Yeah, you yeah, didn't. I like, didn't see the the video process. Yeah, uh, but don't know how much that will show because there's 20 minutes of it. Yeah, it's just it's kind of me being insane for like 20 <laughs> minutes. You were just having a grand time. I was you were drawing pictures, making sound 20 effects. 20 minutes. I drew a storyboard when I could have been I, writing. Honestly. It's another typical early writer thing. You escape into the the preparation work because you know how tough the writing is. (laughs) Yeah. And I did not do enough preparation work for this at all. I don't think it was the preparation. I think you just needed to write. Again, you have a pretty good rough draft going. It's just, you know, it's rough. It's a rough draft. Yeah, a rough draft. Yes. Um, And then they bring these, like, they, they find the planet's empty. And there's only a few people. One person dies. Well, like his last breath is like, don't trust anybody. There and are monsters they immediately everywhere. Trusted people. And then they immediately bring the two onto the ship. Yep. And then because the one he guy didn't have time to tell them. <laughs> and then they bring him on the ship. And the first first one that wakes up says, "Hey, trust me. Just wait till this guy wakes up. He'll back my story." And they're like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> well, <laughs> it made sense in the in the moment. I did uh, at like ten o'clock. I did pour myself a heavy drink um, (laughs) because I thought that would like help me kind of figure things out. And it did the exact opposite. You know what helps logical thinking? Alcohol. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I would never do that again. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, 
but so then like they start talking to these people and they find out like the planet was abandoned and people started disappearing and there were monsters, huge beasts roaming the streets. Um, and it kind of just, I ended and that's kind of where I got a text from Alex and we started talking about like, Hey, I'm fucked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still, up to like an hour before this, I was like, I might be able to finish. I still had that like super stupid confidence of like, I could pump out I wonder, 70 pages. I wonder what would have happened if I hadn't have texted you to see where you were at. If we would have just both kept trucking along. Oh, man. Do you think I would have? You probably would have finished. I may have you finished. You would have barely gotten Because I wouldn't have. Because one of the things that slowed me down after I texted Jack, because we were still kind of planning on finishing out just to see. Yeah. Um, but what ended up stopping me from writing more was that I had issues with the SIM card in my phone. Right. And that took me like an hour and a half to figure out, um, which was like all my time. So like if I wouldn't have had to deal with that, there's the potential I could have finished. And your your overconfidence may have... <laughs> may have cost me an entire paycheck. But we didn't get there. We didn't get there. Thank God. Uh, I texted you. You conceded that you only had 35 pages. <laughs> After you constantly kind of trying to see where yeah. I was at. I was like, he's avoiding telling me where he's at. So either he has way more than I do or not as much as I think he has. Oh, yeah. It, so poorly the second day. It really it just went so bad. Which was your full day of writing. My full, yes, a full day of writing. I can only get like 25 pages. Well, I mean like your worst day was your full day where you actually, had, like the first day where you didn't really write that much. You're yeah. like, that was a great day. <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. I'm going to be able to easily do 85 pages on the next day. I don't know where you also You at. also didn't work Saturday night when we started at midnight. I also had a busy day Saturday, though, so I didn't get to do a ton. Yeah, but we started at midnight. Yeah, I went the to bed job. at midnight, but then I slept for like 13 hours. <laughs> but, what I'm saying is, like, I was still working at midnight. <laughs> like, all your opportunities to, like, get out ahead of me. I just didn't take any of them. <laughs> I was so confident that I would be able to easily crank this out. Uh, that I just, hey, I won't start till the next day. You know what? I'm going to watch Frasier tonight. I really, like... When we decided to start at midnight, I was like, oh, man, that means that he's going to be able to start like while I'm at work. I was like, man, he's going to have such a good head start. He's probably going to work all night on this thing. <laughs> like, I, it's like Jack's just going to spend all night working on this thing, going to work the next day, having done so much. <laughs> you're, you're, I don't, you're everything. over, I like, I fed into your overconfidence. You I did. had complete faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> It drove me to write more because I thought you were doing so well. Little, little did he know. Also, even with just the whole idea of this in the first place, um, was kind of you know like I understood. I was like, you know, screenwriting is is a pretty difficult process. I know, know that now. Um, I was like. I thought maybe I was like forty eight hours. I think I had seen a YouTube video. They may, it may have been seventy two hours. Instead of 48, Ooh. that the guy did it. But a guy wrote a rough draft. He was like, you know, it's not very good, but it's a rough draft. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I thought he was able to do that. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if one person is able to do that, then it's possible to do that. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I have many homework assignments in college. Like, I went to school oh, yeah. and worked full time. Like, I've dealt with deadlines procrastination. before. Oh, oh, procrastination, yeah. all that. And you just kill yourself and you get it done. Yeah. I was like, there's no way if we put this paycheck on the line, 
We don't just murder ourselves to finish. Exactly. Like, we'll still finish. We might hate ourselves. Right. But we'll definitely finish. <laughs> There's no way. And then when and you you really would have. You really would have. Eh, I don't know. It, it, there's potential. I'm not going to sit here and say that I was going to finish this thing because that would have required me to get 25 pages done. It were over 25 because I wasn't even at 70. I was at 66. Yeah. And that would have required me to do almost 30 pages in two hours. And I had done Ooh. 66 in like yeah. 16 hours. So not, yeah, I mean, not quite uh, cor- correlating there. I mean, it does kind of get easier like I was able to write more and more the more I went. Mine got harder and harder because I had more of an idea where I was going. Where in the beginning I was kind of like, "What's going on?" Right, and filling it out. But um, yeah, if we look at the criteria here for you, yep, is it finished? No, just like mine. Yeah. Um. So less finished than yours. <laughs> uh, paycheck, <laughs> but we're not doing paychecks. Yeah. Because uh, we're wimps. Uh, <laughs> how well does it meet all the criteria? Um. Kind of, uh, yeah. You had the antagonist. Antagonist was win. going to win. You hit it sci-fi. sci-fi. <laughs> Very sci-fi. You, that was the one that you hit the most. I think. Yeah. Sci-fi. Very in genre. Um, Voyage and Return. You kind of misinterpreted a little bit. Yeah. Because um, I mean, honestly, if you wouldn't have told me what your it was, literally was, a voyage. <laughs> <laughs> if you, all you would have had to do to tweak to fit that is just stayed on the, the Irish planet, planet longer. Yeah. And there was a way for it to work because you could have had the monsters. I could have had them like sabotage the ship and they would have been stuck on the planet for well, a while. What I'm also. saying, yeah, they could have done that too. Didn't even think about that. But like you kind of had it where they had the ability to impersonate. So if you would have just had them running society and just had it like I be know, this glamorous society that could have very easily fit Voyage in Return because um, it wouldn't have been all right after after all. I didn't even think about that, but it is a really good idea too. Um, and then uh, Viewpoint. You kind of had um, no narration unless it's him. Besides the narration, <laughs> it could be him. It could be him. Um, and then, <laughs> which again, you could add the twist like all along, like he was one of exactly the things he was, in the end. Well, we could have. He's the antagonist. Uh, he's the Irish Jesus. He could. <laughs> what? Yes. Yes, Where are you going right now? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. All right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, with the viewpoint, you did have uh, Philip in every scene. Yeah. So that was important. Uh, you kind of had it from his perspective, but you don't want to do it with the first person uh, action. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was just like, I don't know if this is supposed to be like this or yeah. not. It's just better to play it safe because I can still give directions as needed, but... And then, how good is it? Uh, eh. <laughs> well, I can say it. you could be a little bit more like... <laughs> I've been very supportive, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's really uh, it, it's, um, it's very much a uh, Star Trek episode. It is very much an episode of like a lower Star Trek type. Personally, uh, I feel like if you would have leaned more into the comedy, this would have been amazing. It w- yeah. It would have worked a lot better if I leaned into more like, hey, the Irish people left. This is really funny. We found yeah. a potato in space. And you were like, no, this is serious. <laughs> you had a guy putting laxatives in their food, and you're like, no, this is serious. <laughs> I could not believe it when you told me that this wasn't a comedy. Yeah. And that you were you were like, no, I wasn't. this wasn't supposed to be a comedy. I was like, really? It seemed like you were trying for a comedy. 
it's just happens to be that like this is what happens in the future. It's not funny. Irish people left. We miss them. <laughs> Come back. I, that was the other thing. I was like, why do they care so much that the Irish left? Why are they going out to find the Irish <laughs> well, people? It says uh, they're going to search for their fellow planet men. Instead of country men, it's their planet men. Mm. They're just curious. They're like, hey, whatever happened to those Irish folk? <laughs> You remember those Irish guys? <laughs> Whatever happened to them? Maybe they missed the Irish whiskey. Three hundred and I just—it's just now hitting me. Three hundred twenty-five years that they've been gone. Yeah, that is so long for them to be That's gone. That's generations. <laughs> no, nobody alive has ever seen an Irish person. How do they even still know about Irish people? How do they know that the potato history books? How do they know that the potato is an indication <laughs> of the Irish? <laughs> Because everybody has that stereotypical Irish person. That's all they think of in the future because they don't know any of them. Also, the fact that it's been 325 years and it just so happens that they're going at the time that the distress signal is being sent out. I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, hey, you know. like, What if the potato was a distress signal? Like that was the beacon? Yes, that was, they threw a potato. <laughs> they, like, they had somebody who's like super, like <laughs> the best shot putter. That they have on their planet. The best guy at shot putting just shot puts the potato into space, just soars all oh. the way to Earth. Oh my god. It, it like causes this like huge like an asteroid that like impacts the Earth with like such force. <laughs> maybe no, that maybe they declare war on Earth and the Earth like just demolishes. It's not even an asteroid, it's just the potato. It just flies through space, flies through the atmosphere, and then hits somebody in the head. And it's just got like a note. Pinned into it that says help. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was fun. This there's there was a fun side to this horrible, horrible decision. We yes. Made. Um. Yet again, we tortured ourselves. Boy, this was, three three times in a row. Who would have thought? Yeah. And this one, this one was a worse situation, a worse feeling. Yes. Like the other two, like. The first one wasn't the worst, you know, like I really didn't like having to chug wine. Yeah. But uh, that's never fun. But, uh, and no, then, <laughs> and then being drunk at like six o'clock. Yeah. That uh, wasn't as fun in the afternoon with nothing else to do for the day. <laughs> um, that was interesting. Um, and then, you know, obviously the period, period simulator, simulator. but this one was a work. This was like stressful. This was like mentally stressful. Interrupted our lives. Yeah. Like I have still not adjusted to my day to day <laughs> since we went through this. I um, literally am thinking about my screenplay like almost every day now. Like it's yeah, no. never. Oh, I didn't talk about like when I was on the oh, caffeine yes. yeah. and I got done at 1.30 in the morning. And I was like, I, I realized I was like, oh shit, I got to get up at like 7.30 for this plumber to come over. <laughs> And so I was like, I need to go to bed. But I was like, no, I've got this trash that's like overfilled and like smells. And it's like the plumber's coming over. I want to look. I don't want to have that there. So I got to take this trash out. And I'm again on this caffeine have been in the zone on the screenplay. And I go to walk down the stairs of my apartment and the lights are off. And I'm like seeing things in the dark. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, what's down there? I immediately flip the light on. And I'm just like looking around. And it feels like Billy's about ready to just pop out on me. Like I was scared <laughs> Billy was going to kill me. Like I was just so heightened in sense. And in this like fever dream, ugh, it was the most surreal feeling I think you need to lay off the caffeine. <laughs> yeah, no, caffeine and me do not vibe. 
every time you have caffeine, you're always like, just like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm, you just go insane every time you have caffeine. Caffeine is not for me. <sighs> well, what do we learn, Alex? What do we ever <laughs> learn, Jack? Pain, pain, and more pain. <laughs> uh, plans for the next episode, probably going to be way more laid back. Yes. Very the next chill. episode is going to be a very chill episode. Like, We're um, not going to challenge ourselves with some god-awful thing. Yeah. As we ramp up into probably some even more intense challenges. Yeah. We've got some fun stuff uh, down the pipe. Uh, should be good. Having fun. Yeah. Having fun. That's what's important. And this was fun. Like, yes. as stressful and as awful as it was, it was really fun to like write a screenplay in a really short amount of time. Yeah, and I have something I really, really love and could potentially develop into something yeah. solid in the future. We'll see. And um, I have an episode I can send into Paramount for yeah, a Star Trek episode. Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> And they'll be like, hey, haven't we done this episode before? Like, uh. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's Irish people. <laughs> they left Earth. <laughs> and a potato. <laughs> I'm just in a boardroom like, guys, no, they left Earth. And somebody's like, that's really funny. And everybody starts laughing. And you're just like, it's not funny. <laughs> As, again, you are Billy, man. <laughs> it's an unjust world. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Have a good one.